0: In this episode, do you know what moves along blockchain and why are so many worried about working interests? And watch out, VCs!
1: Oil and gas has always challenged technology. Now it's time for tech to challenge back. Come here how the best minds in the
0: industry are making those solutions a reality on the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast
1: with your host Mark Lacour.
0: All right, before we get to our guests, please, 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 this is a new show. If you want to help me support this show, leave a review leave a five-star review preferred or if you don't like some of the stuff we're doing you can leave a three-star or two-star but please folks it's the number one way to support the show leave us a review it helps us get noticed in itunes and today our guest is made possible by flutour.com actions not insights those guys are doing some incredible ai work in and all i guess go check them out and i'm lucky enough to have on the show today alistair Ooh, i'm gonna mess up your last name how does it how you pronounce your last it's name keith nash Okay, I got that right. So, so Alistair, welcome to the show. So first thing is, you don't sound like you're from West Texas.
2: And uh, No, I'm certainly not from West Texas. I'm from the north of Scotland. So originally Inverness, which no one knows what it is, but when I tell them the Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> everyone's heard of the monster. So Inverness is on the edge of Loch Ness. So uh, that's what I was uh, brought up.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then you and I ran each other, I believe at the uh, smart contracts conference that where we first met. Yeah, it was a smart
2: contracts event there. So uh, that was when we first met.
0: Yeah. And part of that smart contracts conference was around blockchain, right? So blockchain is what they're using to help manage the smart contracts. And you came up to me and you're doing something I have never heard of in this industry. And the name of your company is, is it Zion? Yeah, Zion. Zion. And, And what are you and Zion doing that's so revolutionary?
2: So with us at Zion now, so just to give a bit of background, we're a startup uh, technology company in the oil and energy space. So initially, we were involved in the information side of the business, and then we developed and we've uh, acquired uh, 18 oil assets out in the Illinois basin. But what we're about to do, which is going to be revolutionary, is we're going to tokenize uh, oil assets and put them on the
0: blockchain. Okay, and when you say tokenize, if our audience doesn't understand what that means, what does that mean?
2: So essentially, the, the oil industry is actually set up perfectly for tokenization. So I think uh, people think about the blockchain and Bitcoin uh, as the same thing. But they have to understand that um, So Satoshi Nakamoto invented Bitcoin, but he also invented the blockchain. So essentially what that is, is Bitcoin's a financial transaction that moves along the blockchain. So if you think a bit like your Apple iPhone, you think of the, the Apple phone being the blockchain and the Bitcoin being an app. Now, what's happening within the industry is people are taking the technology that's been developed for Bitcoin and blockchain, and now they're applying it to different industry sectors. So what we're about to do is take the technology from a decentralized system and then apply it to the oil and gas sector.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I didn't realize y'all own some oil and gas assets. Was that done as an experiment to to learn the industry better, or did y'all have an interest in actually investing in some producing wells?
2: It was really when we actually acquired the assets down in Illinois. You know, initially, we were set up as a, a small operator. And what we were looking to do is to use renewable energy infrastructure to produce the electricity to power the pump jack so we can actually produce oil cheaper than the person next door. So essentially, that was how we got into the space. But because we were sort of in the space in terms of using new technology to produce oil uh, at a cheaper rate, but also to reduce the CO2 emissions. It really, we were just sort of in this space as it was actually developing. And, you know, the blockchain itself and the new technologies with blockchain and oil and gas allowed us to go into it. But what's unique about what we're doing is if we didn't get involved in this in the Illinois basin, it wouldn't allow us to move on to the next phase of the company where we're tokenizing assets.
0: Yeah, before we get to the tokenizing assets, I want to back up a little bit because I am fascinated about this. How did it work? How did using renewable energy to run the pump jacks work? Was it, was it, did it, would it actually uh, meet your expectations?
2: Well, we're still in the sort of test phase of actually putting everything out. So we're going to be doing it this year. But ultimately, the way we're looking to operate this is that the electricity is still going to get pulled off the grid. So on these sort of Midwest peripheral basins, it's all, uh, you know, land drilling. So ultimately, uh, what we'll do is, when we're pulling the electricity from the grid to power the pump jack, we're also going to use renewable energy infrastructure to actually whether it's wind turbines and solar, to actually generate this electricity. Now, the, the problem is that it, you know people will say, well, what happens if it's not windy, and what happens if the sun's not out, and will you get enough electricity to power the pump jack? But the way we're looking at it is, as long as we are pooling electricity from from the grid to power the pump jack, if we're actually creating our own electricity to supply this, then essentially, we are actually using less electricity to power the pump jack, therefore making our cost of production cheaper.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. i am um, seen a lot of this going on around the world as proof of concepts where they're putting windmills offshore to power the rigs, and I love the idea. And the other thing here in the US at least is that you can put power from your renewables back into the grid when you get the peak amount of earnings and then pull it off the grid when it's cheaper, right? Because those rates change hourly. If, if And so if you get some software that's looking at all this, I, I really think it would make a big difference. And then we had some guests on a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Easy Blockchain, and they're coming at it from a different point, whereas they're using renewable energies on the well sites to power cryptocurrency mining. And it's like, wow, I mean, this, this whole world's exploding into new ideas and new processes, not necessarily new hardware but it, it's it's just putting the pieces together in a different format to make a different revenue stream so i really hope that works out for you i'm really excited about this sort of stuff. it's cool now let's go back to what we originally wanted to start talking about which is the tokenizing of assets what, so, go ahead
2: so really when you think so the, the company's evolving so a lot of the stuff we're starting to involve in the energy side we're going to implement into the the tokenization model but if you think about what we're looking to do, so initially when we looked at the space, we were looking at developing an energy cryptocurrency that would allow end-to-end transactions, similar to you know, like the stable coin that Libra from Facebook are actually launching just now. But ultimately, what we wanted to do was in-build uh, solutions in terms of reducing carbon solutions. So that comes back to the idea of using renewable energy to produce oil. So we had all these ideas on how to fit it all together. But when we started to you know, delve further into the space, what we realized is that the, the domestic US oil industry is perfectly set up to tokenize. So if you think of any well or any project, it's actually already split down by a number of operators, a, a number of uh, service companies that might own, you know, shares of the well and then there's hundreds or thousands of people who own working interests in these wells the problem is though that once people actually start producing oil in this well and people have a working interest so you might have a working interest in this well that's producing 100 barrels a day and you get get every month you get cut a check and then after three or five years once the well runs dry or there becomes problems in terms of producing oil because of Excess water, etc. It's uh, what you know. They just end up capping the well. That's it, then you stop uh, getting your monthly checks. What we're looking to do by using this project is essentially we're going to create a new level of liquidity into the oil and gas industry because if we are able to tokenize a particular well, and then all everyone who's got working interests in this well, they're in token format. Once we put that onto the blockchain, what's going to allow everyone to do is give them this capabilities of actually selling this working interest. So right now, no one can actually sell this working interest. But if we actually tokenize the project, and ultimately the way we're looking to develop it is is to move away from using the word coin because there's a lot of confusion with Bitcoin and obviously the new Facebook coin coming out, Libra, and how they actually operate to Zion coin, what Zion's trying to do. But ultimately what we're going to do is create an energy platform And this is the technology using Ethereum blockchain. So we'll have an energy platform and we're going to use energy tokens as the commodity for actually being able to execute contracts and the tokenization part of the projects. Now, if we start to do this, and we're going to test it with our own assets to begin with, but ultimately this project will be using a utility token model and if we can tokenize the commodity ourselves and put it on with our own working interests and our own oil wells on the blockchain, we'll actually set up this platform that's going to allow other people to come in there and put their oil projects domestically on the platform. And by actually tokenizing this, it creates this level of liquidity for them. So ultimately, I feel that we're about to create this missing piece within the oil and gas industry. And by actually doing it and changing the terminology, so rather than getting away from the Bitcoin and the coin name and talking about it being an energy platform, and we're going to list these projects on project by project, well-by-well basis, and any operator. large or small, they can list their project on the platform and then they can get the ability to use the tokens that are energy tokens on the platform and they can essentially sell these energy tokens for people with working interests and allow them to have this new level of liquidity in the entire industry. And this is where I see the oil industry going domestically for the blockchain with what we are doing, which is different from the smart contract side of things.
0: Yeah, no, this is, this is, it's hard for me to get my head around it. But now that I think I have my head around, this is uh, enormous. So, and and you know, this and our audience should know this as well. But a lot of times these wells have multiple working interest in it at different levels, different percentages, and it's literally a contractual mess. And it's also a business mess. So I own 33% of this, you own 17% of that, I get paid at this point, you get paid at this point, times 100 different working interests on a single project, and it just becomes a mess to administer. But if I understand what you're telling me, all that is going to be automated. So people aren't having to read contracts, right? This is all agreed upon ahead of time. And since since everything is, is tokenized, every part of that project is transparent and viewable to everybody. Am, am I pretty close?
2: Yeah, that, that's pretty close to the, mar- uh, the mark. And then the other thing you're looking at is right now, all this information is getting filed at courthouses all across America. So, you know, the working interest if you want to find out who leased the property what percentages are held? Uh, it's all in the courthouse, and it's all written documentation. You know, ultimately, if this energy platform becomes the the way to t- store this information, then we'll have taken something that's all written and held in individual courthouses in every county across America, and put it on the blockchain. So suddenly, everyone can see it. So, in addition to actually creating this level of liquidity, it will create this level of ability to actually see the entire marketplace.
0: And Alistair, it also has to make it just a little bit more profitable because the way it's going on now, each one of those working interest companies or people have to make a profit off their little piece of the investment. Now, what you're talking about is that the, the tokenization of the assets now allow you to not need all these other people and companies in this mix to make sure that the project runs it's it's literally taken away some layers of profitability which would then go to the people that want to invest or even grow this project.
2: Yes and plus the other one is if you know if you go down to an individual level so we were looking to acquire an asset in the Illinois basin it produced about 25 30 barrels a day you know that that would bring in 45 50,000 a month. But in addition to us acquiring the, the asset of the current operator, and he's just looking to divest assets as he moves more into the sort of fracking industry rather than the traditional crude, there was over 70 people had small working interests in that producing well. So all these people get cut a check each month from the refining company, uh, Countrymark in the area. So, you know, Countrymark work out how much oil they've bought from this particular well. And then every single person has got a percentage of this. Now they get cut a monthly check. But again, it's like, what do you do? Your, your, your money's locked into this well. But under the tokenization model, you'll actually be able to sell this. And that also means that people who are looking to invest, they can come in and rather than say, oh, well, I've missed the boat because this already well is already a gusher and it's producing, they can come in and go, no, I want to buy more tokens in this well. So what you'll actually start to see is all this money that's actually locked in, now will be able to move around freely and you'll be able to bring in small investors right across the board. So I think what will happen is you'll be... Thousands of new small investors coming in to invest in the production in America, but also it creates this opportunity, as you spoke about before, for the bigger operators to actually split everything down so they know exactly who's got what. And when they come to divest the interest in producing assets, usually they have to get everyone to buy certain fields and it's always big deals. Under this methodology, they'll be able to sell small percentages off and still retain it, you know. So as you start to think about it, by just creating this, it'll have ripple effects across the entire industry.
0: So Alistair, this almost sounds like a bit of crowdsourcing for what normally only big companies are very financially well-people can invest in. Cause typically investing into a joint venture on land, you know, everybody's putting in at least three or four hundred thousand dollars, if not a million. This sounds like if somebody wanted to invest a thousand dollars, somebody like me, I could do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, you you could do a thousand dollars and and in addition to just getting the the check from the refining company each month and you know you don't really know how it's broken down you're just getting your check each month from them you'll be able to go into the blockchain and see exactly what you actually own see what everyone else owns and um, you'll also have the ability to actually you know you might hold it for two years and think right i want to sell my tokens in this particular well you can actually sell it now because the problem is your money's locked in there until the well runs dry but right under this system you'll be able to to move your money around a lot easier
0: now there's a big big part of this and that's the your zine itself if it's an energy-based uh cryptocurrency now i start thinking about things like trading markets, right? Or things like uh, uh, carbon capture or renewable fuel standards or, you know, there's a lot of areas in the energy industry where companies need something and they can now trade for this in a currency that's energy-based. Was that done on purpose?
2: really, um, as Zion Coin goes forward, really we're going to have two projects really going forward. So, Zion Coin will end up just being an equity-based token against the assets of Zion Inc. So that's how we can actually take this through. There's projects already being done in the real estate market anyway. So we're just following suit in the energy market. And essentially, as we delve further into the space, we realized that we had to set this up as, and it'll be operated as a subsidiary from Zion Inc. And that'll be the, we'll call it, say, Zion Energy Platform. And that will be a utility token, whereby Zion Inc will be an equity-based token. So people right now can invest in, through tokens and acquire tokens in zion inc and essentially we'll be the company that develops the technology so we'll develop this and we'll be the company that's set up the platform itself but because there'll be utility tokens in the subsidiary we won't actually get financial benefit from actually when they invest in utility tokens we actually get ownership of these tokens because it's on other companies particular wells but you know, intrinsically, we'll be the guys who've developed the energy platform for everyone to list it on.
0: That's genius. Now, one of the things I get a lot from people? Because there's been a lot of, quite frankly, bad players in the cryptocurrency uh, market in the last couple of years. And so things like the SEC has cracked down on a lot of stuff. Is this safe from a, a legal risk point of view?
2: Yeah. So essentially, so to me, it's like the SEC are regulating cryptocurrency to a certain extent. So what they've done is, with these new security token offerings, they're called coins. So ours is set up as the same as uh, JPM Morgan's JPM coin. But it's not. Re- it doesn't operate in the same way as the traditional cryptocurrency, because things like Bitcoin, they're operating out with the system, out with the government control, and it's anonymous. When people actually invest in Zion coin, it's like you buying A new form of share, you know, it's called the digital token. So what they've done is they've created the digital tokens, and it's the tokens that are going to be on these trading systems. But it's not going to be. So to me, it's like a hybrid model of the original Bitcoin. In terms of, it's got the benefits of it, but if you ask your Bitcoin purists, it's not Bitcoin. It's not a cryptocurrency. It's this hybrid model. And they call it digital tokens. And, you know, that's why I want to sort of move away with our second project that just have Zion coin as the equity based token of Zion Inc. But when we do the new project with the energy platform, we Zion energy platform, and we're using energy tokens. So people can start to distinguish between what cryptocurrency is, what digital tokens are, and what we are trying to do in terms of utilizing the benefits of blockchain in the oil and gas sector
0: man, this is like such cool stuff. I, I love how quickly technology is starting to change and be adopted in our industry. It's, it's awesome stuff. Alistair, how did you get involved in this? Like, what's your backstory? It was really just,
2: it was, if I never actually, when I moved to San Diego, I, uh, my Scottish credit uh, wouldn't transfer over. So I wasn't actually able to rent a house from somebody. So we're going on to rent somebody's house. They go, and we do a credit check on you which was weird for coming from Scotland that you actually get credit checks from just individuals. but um, And they said, well, no, you've got no credit. So eventually I rented a place, which is Marquis Villas, which was, uh, it's like townhouses that are rented out to the military. So it's basically there's a big military base here in San Diego and you know a number of them get to stay off the base once they've been there for a number of years. And these companies set up these apartment blocks next to the military base. So I actually went to rent off them because they actually just made it very easy. You know, they just said, let's have a look at your bank account. Yes, you can stay with us, you know. So I rented a place. And it was actually the guy that I moved in next door to Carlos. He was going through this regulation A-plus process of taking his company onto the stock market. And it was really just one of these things. I moved next to him and started to learn about it and really just got involved in the space And so our company's been through two offerings under Regulation A+, and the way the SEC are regulating the new digital tokens is through Regulation A and Regulation D. So our company had already been through these sort of regulations with the SEC, so we were sort of by default, we were going to get, regu- you know, the way they're regulating digital tokens is the way our company's been regulated. And because we were in the oil and energy space, it was really just getting developed from there. And a guy called Seth Farman that runs V-Stock and V-Token, which was a leading transfer agent in the space, you know, I spoke about our model and what we were doing. And he said, you know, why don't you do a, a digital token offering because your company's sort of in the area, and you could be first to market from doing this. So really, from a a conversation with him, just got me thinking about it more and more, and we just started to explore the space. And we just really sort of jumped in and looked at the opportunities, because to me, everyone's going to start using the blockchain soon through smart contracts. It's a bit like the internet. You know, If you ask anyone, how does the internet work? They just couldn't tell you. They just know how to use it. And then uh, with um, the blockchain, it's going to be the same thing, you know, 18 months to three years from now. We'll be using smart contracts all the time. And because we're using smart contracts all the time, suddenly we're all using the blockchain. And as we start to delve into it, it will grow from there. And to me, the blockchain is like the the next stage of the development of the internet. You know, a lot of them are calling it like, you know, Web 3.0. You know, Wall Street are calling it um, Wall Street 2.0 because they're going to be a new trading platform for all these tokens. And it's just like when the internet first started. 30 years ago all we could do was send an email to one another or we could go onto websites and put the url actually into the website to find it and then suddenly google came along and now we had search engines and now there's a million different things we can use from the internet i think the blockchain is going to be like the same thing it's this decentralized system so You know, our society has formed over the last 6,000 years with a centralized system. Everything we've done is centralized. So when you start to realize everything is getting decentralized, it's going to have that huge effect on the way our society moves forward.
0: Yep and and I agree with you 100% and I think it's awesome for us in the oil and gas industry and for mankind as a whole. One of the things I'm really excited about a uh, blockchain technology is that it allows companies to skip the traditional investor model, the Wall Street money. And that's going to cause competition, which means the Wall Street world is have to get better at what they do and the private investors and equity uh, companies are have to also get better because now there's another alternative. And I just think that's good for everybody. There's a actually an LNG plant in Louisiana on uh monkey island and they're trying to finance a hundred percent of that project with their own cryptocurrency they they haven't got there yet but just the fact they're even trying i think is incredible
2: yeah there's it's this level of liquidity coming in it's just like so in a way what's happened over the last 20 years is because of venture capitalists companies could only get funded by venture capitalists so essentially yep. it was wall street venture capitalists and this is the way the funding of companies went But because of this new blockchain and decentralization and the ability to sell tokens, but also to get to trading platforms with these tokens as well, suddenly it's this opportunity that it's the middle class have got their chance to get their money back. (laughs) You know, so it's uh, because now suddenly people can see these opportunities and invest in these opportunities. And as they start to invest in these opportunities, they can start to get the wealth that's been happening in America over the last 20 years. But now, this is your chance to get a bite of the pie every single way. And you're getting an opportunity to invest in projects that would just be impossible 10 years ago without this technology
0: yeah no this is so cool man i could talk about this forever we're getting kind of close to need to wind down the show we need to do a couple of things to uh, before we get out of here so first thing product reviews if you have a tech product you want me to review reach out to me and let me know i'm looking for gadgety stuff something you can hold in your hand please do not ask me to review your gen set or your mud pump or, or anything else that's big and bulky just little cool gadgety type of things today we're reviewing the GoMic mobile professional wireless system so this if you ever watch any of the videos that we shoot you see me with the wireless lav mic or the wireless handhold this is the same system that we use to shoot all of our videos it's mobile friendly so it's made to work with your iphone or your android phone Super great audio, great line of sight, great range, very easy to use. Uh, there's a link in the show notes if you want to click on it and check it out. If you buy it, a couple of pennies goes to us to help support the show. Does it cost you anything extra? But if you're out there doing, you know, consumer grade up to pro grade videos using uh, mobile devices, you need to check this out because audio is so darn important. Next thing, street team. After this, uh, we're finished with alistair You'll hear Julie come on and talk about the events on deck. Pay attention. Uh, we're still taking uh, volunteers for our street team. This is our, our global force. Uh, It's sort of like the extended family. All we ask for is an hour of work a week, and in return, you get to hang out with us, go to our networking events for free, get cool swag, come with us in your local geographic areas as part of our press team, all that sort of stuff. And then... Like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, big shout out to Flutour.com for being the sponsor of the show. They're doing something really cool for y'all, audience. So they're giving away this really awesome Port Authority Cyber Backpack. These things are really hard to get your hands on. We give away one a week. Go to the show notes, click on it, register. And like I said, we give one one lucky winner a week. And then uh, you know, Flotour is the Celebral artificial intelligence solutions for oil and gas for industrial IoT. Go check them out too. There's a link for uh, their website as well. And while you're out on the web, go to our website, which is Oil and Gas Tech Podcast. Dot com. Give us your email address. I promise we won't spam you. Uh, we only use that to alert you when you're doing something really cool. Then join the LinkedIn group. Just go to LinkedIn, type in OGGN. It's growing like crazy. I think we're over 2,000 members. We're putting out some unique content on there that you don't get anywhere else. And it's another way for you to stay in touch with this podcast and all the rest of the podcast. Alistair, this has been incredible. If people wanted to learn more about your company, where should they go? So the best place is just come to our website. It's uh,
2: ww.design.com. That's Z-I-Y-E-N.com. I've been doing a number of videos as well, video blogs trying to explain more about the space and the technology we're looking to use just to develop from that. And, you know, from the industry as a whole, I think you look at the oil and gas blockchain consortium that's coming out of Houston just now. So they are probably one of the key drivers within the industry. And there's also VACT, which is V-A-K-T, that's in the North Sea. And if you look at the the major operators that are now getting involved in the blockchain space, you, you've got all the biggest companies in the world, like ExxonMobil, Shell, BP, Equinor. Uh, Saudi Aramco, so they're all starting to invest heavily within the blockchain space. So for any company in the oil and gas sector, you've know you got to pay attention to this because before you know it, the next thing you'll have to do is if you want to work for the big operators is you'll have to fill in their smart contracts, and if you don't have someone to do that for you, then you're going to miss the boat, you know?
0: Yeah, you actually brought up a good point. Anytime Equinor and Shell and Exxon decide to use something like blockchain, it's real and it's not going anywhere because they don't make bad decisions. They don't make short-term decisions. This is long-term. And you're also right in the fact that if you want to be a service company, at some point relatively soon, you're going to have to work with smart contracts. And and if you don't, one of your competitors will get the job, not you. So pay attention to that. Alistair, if people wanted to learn more about you, I'm guessing LinkedIn?
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So uh, you know, I, I publish quite a lot of content there and it's just from the site. So I've been publishing content and what we're doing. And then I've been doing a sort of CEO's blog as well. So I'm doing video blogs to try and explain in more detail of what we're trying to do. And then the differences between the cryptocurrency and, you know, essentially how Amazon are going to start using Ethereum blockchain. They made an announcement last week. So they've invested in two companies. There'll only be a matter of time before they end up launching their own version of a cryptocurrency. It actually makes more sense for them to run it than Facebook because they're already, um, you know, selling the products back and forward uh, online. So it's uh, it's all starting to, the whole industry's heating up. And I think it's good that these big players are coming in to use the blockchain, because then people are going to start to understand that it's not just about Bitcoin and this currency that they wish they invested in when it <laughs> was uh, the when it was the uh, of a cent or $120 and it's up to $18,000 and down to $8,000. I think people have to realize that the technology behind it, that is what the blockchain is. And all that's happening is the whole world starting to utilize this technology across other
0: sectors of industry. Yep, you're absolutely right. And we'll sh- we'll put links in the show notes, both for Xeon.com and, and Alistair's uh, LinkedIn profile. You actually have to check out his vlog on LinkedIn. I've watched quite a few of his episodes. Very educational, very short, very easy to wrap your head around. Very good stuff. All right, so it's about time for us to get out of here. So we are making sure that you don't get left behind one episode at a time. And here's Julie with Events on Deck.
1: Okay, before heading into the Events on Deck for July, I have a few and announcements. We moved our happy hours to quarterly, and so the Houston and Midland happy hour will be in sometime August or September. Be on the lookout for the date to be announced. And we are launching our Denver happy hour on August 29th from four to 6 p.m. All the details are below. And now let's move on to the events on deck. We have the Argentina Oil, Gas and Energy Summit 2019. That's July 10th and 11th in Buenos Aires. The link is below. Then we have a happy hour coming up on July 23rd. It's the Intentional Networking Oil and Gas Happy Hour at the Houston Zoo. This is hosted by Equilibria, NOV, OGGN, and Flutura. And a portion of the ticket sales will be going to Redeem Ministries, a local charity to help human trafficking victims. You can sign up below. Next up, Mark, Jake, and Paige will be speaking at the 2019 IP A&M Annual Meeting, July 24th and 26th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this year's theme is addressing operators' needs in 2019. Sign up below. The Desk Derek, Desk and Derek Fort Worth second annual shoot for the future clay shoot is July 26th in Decatur, Texas. Sign up below. And last but not least, Summer Nape is coming up August 21st through 22nd in Houston, Texas, to where the deals happen. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Temp Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.